I'm Billy Buttery, and this is Food is Culture, a podcast. Zoe McKenzie is not only beautiful, which she truly is, her beauty radiates. After speaking with her, you get a true depth of her kindness and charm. We chat about Jamaican-Canadian cuisine with pasta, 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 cooking with her mom, watching her grandmother bake, meeting her half-siblings, the draw of Jamaican culture and food, food styling, home gardens, the charm of Monte Don, and opulent holiday dinners. Something that's been on my mind a lot lately is how hard this year has been on everyone, especially new mothers. Zoe and I met for lunch, she had pasta, the week before Toronto shut down for our first lockdown in March of 2020. I think she was the last person I ate at a restaurant with. She had her gorgeous daughter, Zsa shortly after, who I can't wait to meet. We talk about how excited we are to travel with our kids, meals we're excited to share with them, and also so excited for beautiful, simple meals shared with family and friends. I hope you'll enjoy. Cheers! Zoe, thank you for being here tonight with me. Of course. I'm so excited. Me too. We've been trying to do this for a while, but kids, these darn kids. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're going to hear my daughter in the background. Like she's dying to make her podcast debut. Amazing. Well, cameo. <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> um, she's beautiful. So, you know, too bad this isn't a video because we would just want to see your face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the babies, all the babies all around. All the babes. Uh, okay. Well, I'm excited to jump right in. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me your daughter's name first. So everyone knows. Jaja. Uh, so I wanted to go with a really cool Zed name and couldn't really find one. And it was so funny. I, I randomly kind of landed on this mom blog and there was a really cool wallpaper. And then, you know, kind of you go down this rabbit hole of clicking through a bunch of links. And then I ended up on this flamingo wallpaper with the name Jaja on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, maybe that's the one. And funny enough, that name has the initials of myself, my mom and my sister. So it's Zoe, Andrine and Celine. Oh um, so yeah, so it, it, it's really cool. It worked out. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love that. I love that it has some initials too. Is yeah. your is your is her dad? Does he give this as a name as well? No, he okay. he's got a pretty boring name. It's just Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, and that just is. I love that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just figured out. Well, I mean, you always know, but like the other day, we were talking about initials, and before my daughter was born, we were B R R, so we were Burr. So whenever we mm-hmm. do Christmas cards, I would sign it Burr. But now we're A-R-B-R, which I think is kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> four of us. Letters are so funny. So I'm excited to jump in. Mm-hmm. Um, so how would you describe your cultural background? Cultural background? Well, I mean, I was born and raised here in uh, Canada, Toronto, to be more precise. Um, but both of my parents are Jamaican born. So, I mean, I've got the island girl kind of in me. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I mean, coming from Toronto, like, of course, it's multicultural. So you get a lot of exposure to different kind of ethnicities and foods and everything like that. Yeah, like, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm a Canadian girl through and through with a little bit of an island twist. I love that. So you're first generation Canadian. Yes. Did you, like your mother obviously cooked very Jamaican meals for you growing up? Kind of, yes and no. Like I apparently was a really picky eater. I don't think I'm not picky. It's just like, I'm a pasta girl (laughs) or you can give me something with cheese and I'll love it. Mm -hmm. Um, But my sister loves like authentic Jamaican food. My younger sister, Celine. And my mom being a single mother really was torn in terms of like creating meals for us. Cause she's like, okay, I can cook pasta 
And then the younger one's not going to eat it, but the older one will eat it. And then I can cook like the authentic meal. And then, you know, the younger one will eat it and um, my other one won't. So I think with that, she always kind of did a blend. Mm-hmm. Like she would come up with her own concoctions that would have like uh, Jamaican inspired influences, but still kind of be, I don't know if it's kid friendly or Canadian friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like it's been really interesting kind of growing up in my household, but I think my mom just had to do what could work for her um, mm-hmm. being a single mom. So yeah. I love that. It's like a sort of Italian Jamaican fusion, pasta and and Jamaican. I love it. Yeah. R- Rasta pasta. <laughs> yeah. Pasta meets Rasta. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, do you, what's your first memory of food? First memory of food? Um, honestly, I think I can look back when I was about maybe three or four years old, my grandmother lived in the same building as us. So, um, quite often I'd be able to like go up to her apartment and she'd always be baking. Um, so I would just sit on the little bar and look into the kitchen and then we would just have our little chit chats and she would be baking something in the kitchen. And yeah, that's probably the earliest memory that I have of food. I love that. And what would she bake? Mm -hmm. Um, to be honest, I can't really remember. I think I was too young to know, but it was always some sort of sweets. Like she was in there kind of making either like a cake or cookies or something of that nature. And would Mm -hmm. you say that she cooked for you often? Like, would you say like the two main cooks growing up were your mom and your grandma? Uh, No, just my mom. My grandmother actually passed away of cancer when I was about five years old. So um, I don't have too many memories of her. Like, of course, there's tons of pictures, but that particular memory of like watching her bake um and then just kind of like peeping into the kitchen window Mm -hmm. um that's the earliest and probably one of the only really authentic memories that I have of my experience with her Mm -hmm. well they say that scent um is such a our strongest set our strongest sense so it probably has something to do with the smells and that memory embedded itself in your memory the Mm -hmm. smells of the baking and yeah for sure Would you say that your mom sort of taught you about food growing up or was food discussed in any sort of way growing up? Yeah, like I think that my mom for sure always liked for us to be in the kitchen. Um, So that was her big thing. Like uh, even if we weren't going to be cooking with her, we had to spend time in the kitchen and watch her prepare the meals and kind of see like what she was pulling from where. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, we were kind of hands on and very observant. Uh, but never really pressured to get too much more involved than that. Yeah. Oh, so you kind of learned along the way. And would you say you're a good cook now? As we're as we're talking about Uber, I mean, sorry, as we're talking about <laughs> food, um, yeah, my partner's ordering Uber. I love it. What's for dinner tonight? I have no idea what he ordered. Surprise. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah. Like a little nighttime treat. So have you been to Jamaica? Yeah, I've been to Jamaica quite a few times. Like I've got some interesting stories. So on my mom's side. Um, it's me and my younger sister. And then on my dad's side, I'm actually one of 17. That's um, yeah. So, um, when I was maybe about probably 18 years old, my mom took me to the first, like our first Jamaican trip. So we did, um, kind of a tour around the country and we went to all the different parishes and it was amazing. But every trip since then has kind of been for funerals. So, 
my dad, I didn't grow up with him. He um, had moved to the States probably shortly after having me and, you know, kind of went on with his life. Um, But he passed away and was buried in Jamaica. So that was the first time that all of my siblings really got to meet. So um, I flew down to Jamaica, met some of my sisters uh, that look exactly like me, sound exactly like me, but were from different parts of the world. So it was really interesting to see how culture kind of influences, you know, our overall upbringing. Yeah, that's wild to almost meet like not carbon copies, but you know, different sort of if you had taken a different path in your life, different versions of someone that looks like you, that's crazy. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, obviously I think like all of our parents are Jamaican, like he had like a a penchant for a particular type of woman. Um, So it, it was just interesting that even though we grew up separately, grew up in completely different areas of the world, like, you know, from Los Angeles to Jamaica, to Canada, to England. Um, Yeah. Like he, he really spread his, his seed, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) well, if if your sisters are as gorgeous as you, then he did the world a favor. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a ton of beauty in the world. Thanks to him. But, um, yeah, like I think that the Jamaican culture is one that is very vibrant and very easy to kind of sink your teeth into. It's really had its, um, influence, I think on all of our lives. And you mentioned parishes. So for, um, people that don't know, that would be sort of like provinces, different parts of the country. Mm -hmm. So, um, my dad is actually from Clarendon, which is more of like a, a rural area. And then my mom is, um, from an area called Spanish town, which is a little bit more urban. I haven't done too much traveling around Jamaica, but it has such a strong part of my heart. My dad loves Jamaica. So we used to go a lot as kids and we would go for like two, three months at a time and just, you know, hang out on the beach. And yeah, I love it. Jamaica has a special place in my heart. Jamaican food, (laughs) jerk everything, (laughs) cocoa bread. Yeah, 1000%. What would you say is your favorite Jamaican dish? Uh, Honestly, like I only really eat Jamaican food when it comes to the holidays. Um, It's not, as I've gotten older, it's probably something that I've craved more. Like I I absolutely love a plate of like ackee and saltfish with some fried dumpling. But I think that my affinity and my appreciation for food really comes down to presentation. Um, and then ease, right? Like ease of eating it, ease of looking at it. I think that that's kind of where my heart tends to draw itself when it comes to food. Yeah. Like I, I was just like thinking a little bit about my story. Like when I knew that I was going to be doing this podcast for you and I was trying to understand like where my influences and tastes come from. My grandmother, she actually immigrated to Canada. I think it was back in the seventies. So she had, um, my mom comes from a pretty large family as well. Um, so there's 10 siblings. My grandparents both had one each and then met and then had eight together. And my mom is the last kind of set, like she's a set of twins. So my mom's a twin and then they've got one younger brother. So their mom actually left and came here to kind of start the path of building a better life. And I think she had left when my mom was only nine years old. Um, so they were separated for quite some time. And I don't know if you're too familiar with like, um, there's a pocket, um, in Toronto called the bridal path. Mm -hmm. 
So the bridal path has got some amazing mansions and a lot of celebrities from like Drake to Prince and all of them, they've got um, homes there. And that's kind of where my grandmother had settled. So she came here and she was cleaning homes for um, some of the wealthiest people in Canada. And I think along her journeys, um, when my mom finally actually was able to come to Canada and reunite with her mom, she was maybe in her late teens. Um, so she wasn't able to go to school right away. So she would have to go with my grandmother to work and like polish silver and all of this kind of crazy wild stuff. So essentially with that, I think that even though they were kind of poor, they had been surrounded by all of this opulence Mm -hmm. um so when it comes down to like our christmas dinners and things like that it's just like the finest china and like everything was kind of decorated like you see these shows on like dynasty like Mm -hmm. i I was poor living kind of you know not the the greatest apartment um Mm -hmm. with a single mom but for me and like i think everyone around me you came into our unit and you wouldn't know that we weren't rich right Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so i think that like when i think of food and the presentation and everything like that and the influences around um, my dining experience, it has always kind of had that um, really fine dining touch. I love that. And just, and obviously your your mom had so much pride in the food that she was creating for you guys and serving you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I tried to emulate it. I'm not the greatest cook. Um, Like I, I do pretty well, but I think that because I try so hard to make things look really nice um, from a presentation standpoint. It took me a few years to like not serve my food cold. <laughs> um, so it's like, oh, it looks great, but like, yeah, it's cold by the time it reaches the the table. So I mean, it, it, it truly is an art to be able to uh, put together a really beautifully presented plate of food. For sure. For sure. It's definitely a skill I have not mastered yet. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> in school, you know, even desserts, I'll ask the teacher, okay, if you had to grade me, what would this grade be? And it's like, well, for taste, you know, I give you a 10, but for presentation, it's like a five. Come on. Yeah. Come on, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, for me, it's just like, oh, uh, get in my belly. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So do you like cooking now? Yeah. Like, I mean, I definitely enjoy it. Um, I've been playing around with some different things. Like, you know, I, I definitely love all things beauty. I've been recently very obsessed with gardens. Like, I mean, I, I've got a love for Paris and just going from garden to garden. There's a really cool Netflix show. I don't know if you've ever watched it. Monty Don's oh. Italian Gardens. Yes, <laughs> girl. Have you watched Italian Gardens yet? That one's my favorite, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's amazing. amazing. So what I've been looking at is just like, how do you integrate flowers and horticulture into the food? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've just been looking at blogs and like, oh, okay, like this flower has um, a hint of garlic or it's meant to be uh, paired with this type of food and all of that. And I was like, okay, this is probably an easier way for me to make my dishes look pretty without um spending so much time trying to like cut the cucumbers into like really interesting spirals or whatever 
Um, so um, definitely you have to come over this summer because I just ordered all my organic flowers that you could eat, some marigolds and some... Um, oh, amazing. I the dahlias you can eat, but I ordered like a bunch of different flowers, specifically organic ones that you can eat. So you'll have to mm-hmm. come over and have just like a little salad with flowers in it. Oh, a thousand percent. Do you have one of those intricate cutting boards that shows you where to slice so you can get all the dices the same size? No, but if there's like an Etsy link or something like that, definitely send it my way. <laughs> oh, for sure. I haven't gotten one yet, but I've been tempted for sure because it shows you how to dice, like it has the lines on it so you can dice all the vegetables and the fruits the exact same size. Okay, amazing. I'd go down like a rabbit hole. I'm like, okay, I'm going to line this up exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I'm still at the earlier stages. I think like just admiring everything. And then of course, like on Instagram, you see all these food bloggers and like the presentation actually my neighbor used to work for Canadian living and he does like all the animation for food and stuff and I was like just looking at his portfolio of work it's kind of inspired me to add like you know that other like level of professionalism to my dishes because you know being a new mom definitely having to spend a lot more time in the kitchen and because of the pandemic you know there's only so much uber eats that you can order yeah exactly (laughs) um is your daughter eating solids yet or not quite yeah she is so like I mean through and through island girl like we were um doing like peas and um we tried carrots and like she's kind of like gagging at the, (laughs) the the taste and the texture but when it comes down to, we've got like this mango applesauce one, she just absolutely loves it. So Amazing. <laughs> like that good flavor. Good girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she knows, she knows what's good. <laughs> like if you were like, okay, I'm craving a meal or you're under the weather, what would be the meal that you're craving the most for your mom to cook? Hmm. There's like a jamaican chicken soup so if i was under the weather i would definitely have that so there's um something in it that like it's my favorite ingredient and it's always called something different in the grocery stores than what my mom calls it so it's called chocho and it's like a really it's like a green kind of uh i guess it's a vegetable I think it's called Chayot. And if you go in the grocery store to like look it up, it's like C-H-I-O-T. But it has like this really light flavor and interesting kind of texture. Um, and that's like my favorite thing. Like I, I can't have a soup without that. Mm, that sounds delicious. I don't know if I've had that. Yeah. So good. <laughs> um, I love chicken noodle soup from Mr. Jerk, which is like a pile of great hot sauce. Like when you have a cold, just that with like the dumplings in there. Oh my, it's so good. Yeah, it's the perfect remedy. Mm-hmm. So growing up, you had these elaborate, beautiful celebrations at the table. Um, what would you say is something that your mom would reserve for like a special occasion, Jamaican food? Yeah, like I think that the thing that she would reserve for special occasions are like specific kind of juices. So we'll do carrot juice and that's kind of really um, Thanksgiving and Christmas quite often. And then sorrel, which you might be a little bit more familiar with. Um, So yeah, like I think that especially in the Jamaican culture, there are certain kind of staple foods that you'll find at specific holidays. So like for Easter, we have something called bun and cheese. And then we've got our staple fish. I think that that's pretty uh, like a religious staple for most people. Mm -hmm. Um, 
yeah, like the, the extra time and effort it took to like to grate carrots and mix it with the rum and get the perfect mixture going. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were the special things that I would see my mom do during like the holidays. I love that. I mean, rum and carrots is probably my favorite combination, like carrot cake with a little bit of rum in it. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> my favorite. What are you most excited for your daughter to start eating? Like, is there a meal you're like, I can't wait to cook this for you? <laughs> just, just just pasta. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I mean, I think that that's that's really it. Like I'm I'm excited to be able to travel with her and like I can't wait to bring her to Paris and I speak French, so just to Amazing. be able to share that experience with her and like go and grab a nice buttery croissant. Yes. Um yeah, these are some of the things that I'm really excited about once the world opens back up. The world. So once <laughs> everything kind of opens it back up, what's your going to be your first meal out anywhere? What's your like, okay, this is my dream first meal. To be honest, I've been really bad. Like when I ever have those kind of cravings, like I'll just order a five-star meal on Uber. I yeah. mean, <laughs> the, the convenience of everything has been lovely, but I would definitely, first of all, love to do a really nice barbecue. Mm-hmm. Um for some reason, just like the idea of gathering with friends and family and having hamburgers and hot dogs and all of mm-hmm. that, some, some good mac and cheese and some fried chicken. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really excited for that. And like, the, the entire experience because a lot of my friends and family haven't even met my daughter yet right like we've mm-hmm. been kind of quarantined so any kind of family oriented food cookout style like I'm looking forward to that a lot yeah just like the simple things yeah okay. exactly yeah it's such a crazy crazy time so sort of lockdown had already started when you gave birth right yeah so I I had a virtual baby shower and I was only allowed one person uh, at the hospital with me. I made a deal with the head nurse. So my partner was there and I was able to like switch and have like my mom be there for some of the parts of the, the labor. Yeah, definitely. It's taught us to be resilient. It's also made me appreciate technology, just being able to connect with my friends and family. Yeah, like I think that after all the craziness has kind of melted away, I feel like a new kind of passion towards exploring some of my interest. You know, like I've just always been go, 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 very business oriented. Um, And then now having a child has like made me also slow down and appreciate the moments and kind of think about like, what were some of my childhood memories and what do I want her to have? And what are the experiences that I want to build uh, into her life experience? Food is definitely an anchor for that. Um, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of things that, you know, we're kind of planning and thinking about even up to like her first birthday, like, what are we going to do and where's it going to be and what kind of food are we going to get? And, you know, um, it, it's really exciting to think about. Mm-hmm. Well, and so you mentioned gardening as well. So mm-hmm. are you excited to, do you have a space for a garden? Um, so right now in our current space, like we're downtown, so there isn't a garden space in our, in our unit. Um, however, we're thinking about maybe doing like a community garden and getting one of those. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like the importance of like 
food sustainability and access, you know, the next wave of things that people should really be paying attention to. So if we're able to kind of go straight from garden to table, then I think that Mm -hmm. that's something that everyone should aim towards doing. For sure. And I think that that sentiment is shared by a lot of people. I mean, nurseries and garden centers ran out of seeds and plants last year. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think there was definitely a big push for that you know, last year, which is why I got my seed order in a little bit early, a couple of weeks ago. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm jealous of you. You've got this uh, wonderful backyard. So hopefully I can get out of the city living in, you know, kind of come visit you and pick from your garden. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and that's the thing that also has kind of changed because um, my daughter was so young last year. And, um, I felt very overwhelmed. I think I bit off a little bit more than I could chew last year with uh, my son, you know, eagerly digging up all the things I had planted and having yeah. much time with the little one. Um, but this year, now that Aria is a little bit older and for all understands a little bit more, I'm excited to just grow flowers because I just imagine her, you know, skipping amongst the little wildflowers. Oh, in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Yeah. And nice big tomatoes. The tomatoes did amazing last year. We had tomatoes until like October. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll definitely have to really lucky with the weather. Bushel. Yeah. <laughs> so I can make some homemade pasta sauce. So yes. What is your favorite pasta? Anything like it just add cheese and we're good. Add <laughs> cheese and we're good. Yeah. So <laughs> have you ever eaten that? I don't even know if it's still there. Um, Paese on King street. It was across from Tiff. Box. Yes. Yes. Actually I have. Um, and they sometimes like have like the, the windows that can open up into the, the terrace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've been um, on like, yeah a couple of dates there. It's a really really <laughs> yeah, a nice restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to have this special. It was their special essentially for this whole summer, years and years ago. I want to say like ten years ago. Um, and the special was homemade linguine or mm-hmm. those linguine just homemade pasta in a butter olive oil sauce with like a pile of Parmesan and white shaved truffles on top. It was the most delicious thing. It was just like butter, Parmesan, and truffle and fresh pasta. It was like even thinking about now my mouth's watering. It was so good. I think I ate it two times a week that whole summer. Wow. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that like the most unique pasta that I've had, I went to this Italian spot in Vaughn. I can't remember the name of the restaurant, um, but they served a black squid ink pasta mm. um, with a melody of seafood. And that was divine. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. Have you been to Italy? Yes, actually, I have. I'm I'm really happy to say so. I've been to Capri. Um, oh, beautiful. And yeah, it was a wonderful experience. I, I had flown in with a girlfriend of mine. We were I was celebrating my birthday and she had just graduated and we were in France. And for some reason, it was much colder there than it was in Toronto. So we had left amazing weather to go to like a lot of rain. Um, and we decided that that like, hey, we're going to get out of here. So we were just looking at places randomly that we could fly to. And yeah, we flew into Naples and then took a ferry over to Capri. And then we spent um, some time over there on that little island. And I felt like Beyonce, just like (laughs) sitting on a yacht. And I don't know, it was amazing. So yeah, like I really enjoyed it. And they have like a huge affinity for anything citrus. So like, you know, the limoncello, we were just uh, loving that. Amazing. Well, and I'm sure you ate lots of pasta there. Lots of pasta. And the one thing that I'm kicking myself about, and it's like so crazy to me that I didn't even consider it, but I have to go back to Italy to have pizza. 
I didn't have a slice of pizza while I was there, which like, I can't even believe it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, yes. And I mean, you know that, that like everyone, everyone in Italy, they think that they do it like the best, like each city, each, you know, province does it the best. So mm-hmm. you have to try every pizza. You just have to go yeah. top and bottom to the boot and just have everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm ready for my food tour. Yes. Well, that's going to be something fun too, to do with your daughter. Like I can't wait to travel with the kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm hoping that, you know, they can ease all these restrictions and hopefully get everything under control. Um, And yeah, that's like the first thing on my list of activities. I actually have a couple of travel vouchers that I'm not even sure I'll be able to use. Yeah, like I'm hoping to be able to not only go to Italy, but I would like to do South of France and revisit Portugal. So like Lisbon, if you wanted to travel... I mean, that's the place with the best food at a really good price. Um, so for Lisbon, for like you'll you'll definitely eat your heart out. Um, that's amazing. I haven't been to Lisbon yet, but I am dying to go. I um, did a Portugal episode. Um, it was like two or three episodes ago, and just hearing about Portugal just sounded so amazing. It's wonderful. Like I've done a lot of traveling uh, primarily for business. Um, So yeah, I'm very excited to kind of just explore a little bit more of the food culture. So in Lisbon, like there's a lot of sardines and seafood and, um, you know, I always find the pasta wherever it is. Um, (laughs) But yeah, like it's, it's a very interesting culture and like there, there is definitely some influences there that I think a lot of people can appreciate. Um, So speaking of work and traveling for business, uh, would you like to tell everybody what you do? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm a startup consultant. Um, So I've worked with organizations like House, which is the creative incubator um, that essentially helps people who are interested in getting into the entertainment industry um, kind of break into... Uh, whatever it is that they're trying to build. So whether they're a photographer, videographer, um, you know, graphic designer, we're helping to connect them to the resources and mentorship that they need to accelerate their talents. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, my, my little backup singer. Um, so I've been working with tech companies for a number of years, but yeah, pretty much that's it. I do a lot of small business and startup consulting. Okay. Well, I want to, um, first let's, how can people get at you and follow you? Are your socials public? They're public, right? Yeah. All my socials are public. So, um, on Instagram, it's at Zoe dash. So Z O E Y D A S H. Um, and then, uh, I've got Twitter. That's I want Zoe. So like my, 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 Handles aren't consistent all over, but um, if you follow me on one, you'll be able to click to another one. But yeah, if if you're interested in like building out your small business, you can hit me up. And of course, if you've got any tips on making food beautiful, (laughs) um, so you've got a link to a really cool Etsy cutting board, just let me know because I would love to buy it. (laughs) Yes, amazing. Um, And you have a YouTube channel as well. Uh, Yeah, so I've dabbled in... YouTube. Uh, it's called Modelpreneurs. And essentially, it's just me and, and a friend of mine who's also in the tech scene, kind of sharing our experiences and some tips um, about getting into the sector and our experiences as women in tech. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can follow th- those channels on at Modelpreneurs um, on all channels. 
Um, okay, so let's um, let's finish off with a little bit of fun, some just some rapid fire questions. Um, mm-hmm. Are you ready? No. <laughs> <laughs> so there are less questions than before. They're they're a little bit more. I'm going to take you on a little um, little visual trip. Okay, you're going to fill in the blanks. Okay, but we'll start with just a couple rapid fire questions. So, water or land? Water. Apple or pineapple? Pineapple. Favorite drink? <laughs> I was going to say pina colada, but yes. I don't even know where I got that from. I've never had a pina colada before. <laughs> no? Oh my God. I love Maybe. pina coladas. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I just, because you said pineapple, like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, like my word association, because you know, like they always put the pineapple on the pina colada. Yes. That's so <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So on our garden luncheon, um, while our daughters are frolicking amongst the flowers and we're having beautiful flower salads, we'll have pina coladas. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I want you to imagine that you're in a cafe anywhere in the world and you hear clinking of glasses, people chatting, maybe some music. Uh, what city are you in? Capri. And are you inside or outside? Outside on a terrace covered by lemon trees. Oh, yes. Uh, what are you drinking? Limoncello. And if you are eating, what is it? Definitely pasta with a mound of cheese. Yes. And who are you with? Um, so I picture my partner and my daughter and I see my mom and my sister there with me as well. Well, that's a lovely sight. I love it. It's time to start planning. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got to book that trip. Um, okay. And if you were to pick a food to describe your personality, what would it be? Mm, I wish I could be more fast with this. Um, wow. I, I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with this. No one. worries. You know, people, it stumps people. Yeah. Um, a, f- a food that would describe my personality. Or a drink or an ingredient. I think bread. It's like everyone's guilty pleasure. Um, <laughs> always reliable. Um, goes with anything. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe if you have too much of it, it might it might hurt your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> well, and to me, I mean, a beautiful loaf of bread is just gorgeous. It's the most beautiful sight. So I think that that des- definitely describes you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anything else you want to chat about today? Or should we wrap it up? I feel like your daughter's singing. She wants mummy. Yeah. I mean, singing is a nice way of putting it. She's (laughs) discovered her lungs for sure in the past couple of months. So (laughs) it's it's, it's been interesting. Yeah. No, I I love it. Um, No, I think that this has been great, Billy. And I absolutely adore our friendship. And, you know, like, thanks for always being so adventurous, like even just in the way that we met and like continuing our friendship as new moms and stuff like that. So uh, I'm really thrilled to be on this podcast and I wish I had more food knowledge to provide, but it's definitely given me a lot to think about. Um, and I'm really excited to explore more about m- my own personal culture and getting more in touch with my like my my food senses, my food sensibilities. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I mean, just talking with you, I definitely feel like now I need to step up my um, my presentation game. And starting incorporating <laughs> more things from my garden. I'm going to go back to the drawing board, order some, order some more seeds. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thanks so much, Billy. Thank you so much. So we have an amazing night. You too.